Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Let's go! It's the most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Greg Ducharme with you this evening, breaking down all the action from round one of the AT&T Byron Nelson. And helping me do that is Kyle Porter. KP, what's going on tonight? Yeah, I can't believe they gave us the uh, the controls here. It's, a, it's, it's, it's a, risky. It's dangerous for you and I. We could, I mean, we could be here three hours later talking about you know, uh, Justin Thomas's takeaway. Uh, there's no telling like what's going to happen, but well, <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a fun day at the Nelson. Um, we got to, uh, the top of the leaderboard super interesting. And I think that's intriguing because it's not a great field, right? But you got some really kind of an interesting storylines and, and probably what they wanted at the top here. Yes. Well, I, I would say it's an unexpected, very top of the leaderboard. Although you do have, you know, your Scotty Shefflers and Jason Days in play. Adam Scott played a great round today. We'll talk about all those players. But leading the way is Sung Yul No, uh, who shot 11 under par 60 today. Now, I just want to, b- before I get your thoughts on this, KP, goes out in 30, comes in in 30. Uh, on the PGA Tour this year, he's played 12 events. For the, for the entire year. Um, in, in 2023, there are no top 25 finishes on his own ball, uh, T19 at the, at the Zurich. Um, but his, his best round is 67 at the American Express. Uh, and, and all of a sudden, he goes out and shoots 60 and has a three-shot lead in round, after round one. Well, it's pretty crazy. Speaking of swings, he's got one of my favorite swings uh, of the last couple of decades, really, I, I think people, he didn't get a lot of attention for it because he's not had, you know, an amazing career, but, uh, just, an, just, he's, he's got a great swing, but the thing that stood out to me, so two things that stood out about this on Thursday, one, he, he cracked his driver halfway through and was that on like 13, I believe it was on 12 or 13. Yes. And he didn't, get a replacement this is a normal sport moment he didn't get a replacement because it wasn't cracked enough so i guess the rule is, you probably know this but the i guess the rule is it has to be significant or severe or i don't know some some d- description of his driver which his was not it was like a hairline crack but then three holes or two holes later he did get a replacement because there had been separation <laughs> This is all from the tournament referee. There had been separation right. in the driver. And so he played two or three holes without it, got a new one on 16, and he shoots 60 am, am, amid all of this, right? So that's number one. Number two, Greg, he gained more strokes putting than anybody else gained overall, which is incredible. 
which is nuts. He gained six and a half strokes putting. I think the I think the uh, second place, uh, like Adam Scott and those guys in second, they gained like six point one strokes overall. So he gained more strokes with his putter than anybody else gained for the entire day. He had a fifteen footer, a twenty seven footer. I don't have it in front of me. A thirty three footer and a thirty nine footer, which is just that can't happen. But it did, and he ended up shooting sixty. It was 181 total feet of putts. Uh, and, and you're right. The guys in second place, uh, 6.1 strokes total, uh, six and a half uh, just on the greens for some you'll know. And that adds up to 60. So, I mean, look, that's not necessarily the model. He did hit the ball pretty nicely. You mentioned he has a great golf swing. He has won on the PGA Tour before. He won the Zurich Classic back in uh, 2014, um, 14 or 15. I'm getting this. Uh, yeah, 2014s are a classic. So he, he's won on the PGA Tour before. He has a nice international record as well. Uh, very good player. I, I don't think you can count on uh, six and a half strokes every day on, on just the greens. Uh, but it's it's really nice to um, you know get off to that kind of a start and be this far ahead, kind of setting the pace. There's definitely a benefit to that. You don't have to go out and, and shoot 60 every day. Um, to win this golf tournament. So I think he's, I think he's very much a factor. He is very much a factor. The, the problem is he's got a lot of kind of firepower to hold off, which I know we'll talk about here in a second. So, yeah, I mean, you're not going to gain six strokes total probably on the greens the rest of the week, but it, you know, he, he's the type of guy that he'll pop up at an event and you'll be like, oh, yeah, he's really good. And this is kind of the perfect spot for him because you really only have to beat kind of two or three other top-tier guys. There's somebody in here asking about what, what are the best um, strokes gain single rounds ever. I'm trying to uh, – I'm going to find that. I'm going to look for that while you uh, set up kind of the rest of the top of our leaderboard. Yeah, let, let us – fill us in on that because that's a it's a really good question. Um, you mentioned some of the heavy hitters that he'll have to hold off. Uh, next on the list is Adam Scott, who went out early this morning, another part of that early early morning wave, and he shoots an eight under par 63. It started off with a beautiful birdie at number 10, uh, nearly hold it from uh, from uh, just a little over 100 yards. Uh, and then and then another birdie at 12, 13 and 14. He takes care of the par five 18th and then make, makes the turn on, on the front nine. By the way, the, the second nine where Adam Scott shot 30 was basically a half a shot more difficult than the front nine. Uh, and, and he went out on the front nine afterwards, the easier side, made a bogey at number six, but added four additional birdies uh, for 33. So he keeps himself right in the mix uh, and continues the, some really solid play from the Wells Fargo last week. Yeah, he was uh, he he was he did continue uh, his solid play. He, he said kind of a weird year you know it, he he's adam scott's old like for the for the type of like for the the caliber of player that's at the top of the sort of official world golf rankings right you've got i mean him and scheffler look about the same age but he's almost 20 years <laughs> older than scheffler is uh he's 15 years older than guys like uh spieth and and jt he's 10 years older than rory um and so it's just 
it's cool to see him still contending. I was thinking about this, you know, I was doing some research, Greg, for Oak Hill today and the 95 Ryder cup was at Oak Hill. Leave it to me to bring up the Ryder cup during the right. podcast. Here, about we, the here we go. Here we uh, go. Phil Mickelson was on that team and it got me thinking about, I, I was kind of watching some highlights and doing, doing research on it. It got me thinking about just how extraordinary Phil's career to span 30 years has been. And I, Adam Scott obviously hasn't had Phil's career, but I've been just impressed that he can kind of still, he, I mean, just go and shoot six. I mean, it's not a hard golf course, but Adam Scott's still playing at a, at a pretty high level. I thought he'd be playing at a higher level more consistently this year than he has maybe, but uh, it's great. I love having, having Adam Scott in the mix. One of the great swings of all time, I think, and obviously still playing at a, at a pretty high level. Yeah. And that golf swing still, even at the age of 42 is producing plenty of power. He's 27th on tour in driving distance. Uh, that, that has certainly not left him. I mean, he's averaging 308 off the tee. It's really impressive stuff. Uh, and, and he's added, I think, a really nice improvement on and around the greens uh, over the last couple of years. Um, but w- the thing that's been holding him back would be maybe some of that iron play. And, and I think it still did today. He was, he was 73rd in strokes gain approach today, uh, hold out from off the green twice, uh, which definitely helped that score. But he did a lot of his work around the green. I mean, two, 2.6 strokes gained around the green, which seems like a lot. Um, But that's kind of what he did last week at Wells Fargo, too. Yeah. Uh, By the way, I have these numbers on on Sung Yul No. According to Data Golf, this would be the 25th best round of the strokes gained era. So since 2004, uh, in terms of raw strokes gained putting. So there's only been 24 that have been over six and a half strokes gained putting. Number one, you'll never get this, so I'll give it to you. J.J. Henry, second round, 2006 FBR Open. I don't even know what the FBR Open is. I uh, I, I don't either. He gained 8.36 raw oh. strokes gain putting. He shot 61. <laughs> That's absurd. Everybody on this list shot, obviously, a great score because it's, it's almost – impossible not to Paul Goidos shot 59 he gained he's number two he's he gained 7.4 here's here's an incredible John one Deere, John Deere classic right yeah 2002 uh oh FBR open is the former name of the Phoenix open I, I didn't I should have known that and I didn't um the the incredible one to me and and Ravon Lahiri on Ravon yeah Lahiri 2017 Memorial second round. He gained 7.3 strokes uh, putting and he shot a 70. Whoa. He gained seven strokes on the greens and shot 70. Yeah. How crazy is that? That's, that's, that's crazier than shooting 59. It is with that guy. I mean, he must've, he must've taken some big numbers. I mean, he had to have. Yeah. I guess like Like a one putt triple. well, or you, yeah, <laughs> the old. <laughs> I'm familiar with that. Uh, you, or you hit it out of bounds, right? The penalty strokes would just destroy you in that category. Right. But that's almost impossible to shoot 70 and gain seven strokes, buddy. Well, somebody who uh, hardly has probably, I would say, has definitely never gained seven strokes putting, and is happy if he gained strokes putting 
any round is Luke List. Uh, who played some some really nice golf. Member of Team No Putt. He shot seven under sixty four today. Uh, he went out on the the first nine. Make made three birdies. It was looking really clean. Left a lot of shots out there. I mean, he was inside of fifteen feet seemingly uh, the, that entire front nine. Didn't really make anything. Uh, but on the back nine, he he started holding some putts. He actually ended up with a pretty good putting day uh, and finds himself at at seven under par. Yeah, I think the good news for him is that he he did usually this is bad news, but the good news for him is he did gain strokes on the greens because he's the type of guy that if he has a single round that's really good putting, he can he can actually kind of contend because of how good his ball striking is. His ball striking's been really good this year. I mean, if you look yeah. at his numbers, even recently, it's been really solid and he just gets nothing out of it, which is sort of the story of his career. But uh yeah, this is this is obviously a good start for him, and I think it's one that he can sort of maintain, maybe more so than usual. I mean, you look at his recent events. He missed the cut at the Wells Fargo and Mexico. Uh, missed the cut at RBC. I mean, he's losing four, five. Uh, he had events earlier this year at the API. He lost over six and a half strokes putting at the Genesis. Lost over seven strokes putting. So for him to gain. Uh, for him to gain over two strokes putting today is a really, really good sign uh, and, and leads to a, a score like this. So some some really good stuff out of Luke List. Um, now, player does it a little bit differently. Mackenzie Hughes also in that morning <laughs> wave. Right? I mean, completely different side of the coin. Um, and Mackenzie Hughes played some really good golf and actually hit the ball really nicely today in route to a, a six under par 65. Yeah. Which is, uh, yeah, he, he was really good across the board. You know, he, he was solid from tee to green, didn't have that plus six and a half strokes in putting like Sung Yul No did. But uh, yeah, he's right in there. And again, like this is a pretty, McKinsey Hughes isn't the biggest name in the world, but this is kind of a solid uh, top of the top of the board, at least the top, uh, th- the top 10 or so. By the way, uh, Rick's boy, David, uh, I can't say his name, Michael Luzzi, Michael Luzzi. I think, I think Michael Luzzi. Yep. He's in the top 10 after day one. How about that? Tied with McKenzie Hughes. You know what? He's, he's leading the field in strokes gain T to green. Sick. And tied 10th. So really, really good stuff out of him. Uh, real quick on Mackenzie Hughes. The thing I, I liked about it, he didn't quite hit it close as often. He didn't hit it as close as Luke List, but didn't make any mistakes. And and he seemed to have between 20 and 30 feet for that entire first nine. Where And he, he, made, he made one of them. Uh, that's it. And started to hit it a little bit closer on the back nine. So well, I'll be really interested to see what we get out of, uh, out of Mackenzie Hughes uh, and Michael Luzzi as well. We'll see. We'll see if he can keep that sustained and keep it going. But uh, you mentioned again the the good players playing some really good golf at five under par. We have uh, Hideki Matsuyama, who who has had such a strange year. Uh, I mean, a, a really really weird year. A lot of it had having to do with injury. Uh, but goes out today and on his first nine, the second nine, the more difficult nine, makes four birdies at 14, 15, 17, and 18, uh, adds another one at number five and, and plays bogey free for 566. Yeah, it's good to see, especially ahead of a major championship. Um, 
you know, I think Hideki is among there's there's a couple of superstars that get pretty forgotten about if they're not playing well. You know, I'd probably throw I don't know, maybe like a Xander in there or whoever, but I think Hideki is at the top of that list. He just gets completely forgotten about. And then you're like, oh yeah, Hideki wins majors and is like a kind of a generationally good player. So yeah. all that to say, I'm excited about him playing well going into a major championship. Yeah. And it looks like this is at least this round looked like classic Hideki Matsuyama hit 17 greens, led the field in proximity to the hole uh, and, and gained just about three strokes approaching the green. So hopefully, you know, that'll be the thing heading into the PGA next week. I'm really watching with Hideki. How, how is, how does that iron play sustain? Cause that hasn't really been the story for the remainder of the year. Um, we'll go down the leaderboard a little bit farther to uh, all the way down to three under, all the way down to three under. Uh, Tyrrell Hatton, who was one of the favorites heading into the week, a very, very popular play, didn't really have his best day. Uh, it, w- it was a, a slow start for him today. He was over par early on in his round, uh, but but pieced together a, a 68, and I, I think he really left a, a lot out there today. Well, did you see what else he left out there today? Uh, well, he left, he didn't look like he was uh, too pleased with the golf course today. No, no, he never is. Is there a golf course that Trail Hatton likes? I don't think he'd ever admit it. Yeah, there was one. Uh, it wasn't a great course, but he was like, "Yeah, I love this place." I can't. It was. <laughs> I. I uh, it was probably like Marco Simone or something. Uh, I. I don't remember. Yeah, th- I mean, listen, like this is good news for me. This is my one and done pick. Uh, is, is Terrell Hatton a, is he a star? Uh, well, he's well known. That's for sure. Yeah. One win on the PGA tour. Done a lot, a lot of wins in Europe. He's, he's pretty darn close to a star. Yeah. You know, probably his stardom probably outweighs his performance, even though his performance is good. Yeah. That's, that's fair. I mean, the problem for him though is, is, it's such an easy course that 68 looks great on the card, but it doesn't, the strokes gained is not there, right? I think he gained what one stroke on the field or something. Uh, yeah. 1.185. And then when you're that far back of guys like Scheffler and Jason day, that's just very, very problematic for winning the golf tournament. So we'll see, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not bad, but it's, it's, it's not a great course to shoot a 68 on. Yeah. You know, and, and he hit 16 greens today. Hit it, hit it really, really good Had a three putt. Um, he's going to have to turn the jets on, on the greens. Um, that's about the only way that he gets himself back in the mix in this tournament. Cause he, he gave himself plenty of looks. They just, they didn't fall today. Um, so look, I, I think it's, it's a good place to be there. There will likely be a lot of movement on the leaderboard tomorrow because there's so many birdies out there. Um, three under is a long way to, a long way to come back from. And you think, well, that's just the morning wave. Well, there were some really good scores in the afternoon wave as well. Uh, we'll get into some Sam Stevens, Scotty Scheffler, Ryan Palmer, Jason day, all played some really good golf. Um, but first we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone, it's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search the rest is football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Meets. KP, uh, pretty good call here with your boy, Sam Stevens. My boy, Oklahoma State. Yeah, a nice little uh, six under 65 today, uh, getting started. Had a nice hole out eagle at, uh, at number 10 from 100 yards. That show was sweet. Uh, added another eagle uh, early on in his round. And it ends up being a, uh, a, a six under par 65. He's got, you got to be feeling pretty good about Sammy. Yeah. Let me give you the four guys that uh, the top four guys in the field in terms of strokes, gain, T to green, Adam Scott, uh, David Michaluzzi still can't pronounce it. Uh, Scotty Scheffler and Sam Stevens. So yeah. I feel great about that. Didn't put it that great. Still shot 65. He's low-key playing some really, really solid golf, and I maybe should have used him as my one-and-done instead of T-Row. You know, I uh, I was looking at this round of golf today, and I'm wondering if some of that tee to green stuff is, you know, he hit some really good shots. But for a guy that's in fourth tee to green, uh, and and uh, what is he, sixth approaching, 11th approaching the green today, he hit some really kind of bad shots too, uh, or uncharacteristic shot, kind of w- some more wayward shots than like a Hideki Matsuyama or, or, uh, or a Luke list. And I'm a little bit worried about that, but at the same time, you're right. The, the golf coming in has been low key, really good. And he's, his iron play especially has been really fun. I mean, phenomenal at the Valero Texas open. He gained eight and a half strokes approaching the green. Uh, and, and in his last four events, he has gained strokes both off the tee and approaching the green. So, yeah, really good stuff out of him. Yeah. And you can kind of hit it wherever at TPC Craig Ranch, right? I mean, it, it's yeah. it's it's pretty wide open. So, yeah, is he going to – is he dialed enough to win the golf tournament? I don't know about that. But I think he can finish in the top 10, top 15. Yeah. Put all, together. I, all I need. That That's all you need. That's right. Um all right, a guy that really I think we're looking at as a, a real potential winner. And heading into this tournament, he stands out above the rest. Uh, world number two, Scotty Scheffler. And what a day, what a roller coaster of a day it was for Scotty Scheffler. He gets, uh, I mean, if you turn the TV on, you join the broadcast early on. He's six under through six. Yeah. And you're thinking, okay, here goes Scotty. And it's like, it's almost like the cameras made him a little shy. All of a sudden, he's back to three over. Or he was, he plays his next seven holes three over par, 
but still finishes, still finds a way to shoot 64. This is an incredible round of golf. It was. It was funny because through his first six holes, Data Golf said he was 50% to win the tournament, which is 50%, which is just, I mean, a joke right now it's at 33%, but that that's the level of golf that he's playing, right? It, it, he, he's playing at a clip that is I, tiger-like, honestly, like it, 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 not in terms of like winning eight times a year or whatever, but the consistency is just, it's so difficult to maintain that level of consistency at every single tournament. I think, I think he's kind of underrated mentally. Like he's so locked mentally and to show up and show up and show up and continue to post 64, 64, 64, 67, 67, you know, it, it's really an incredible thing, and I hope everybody's appreciating what he's doing right now. You know, we talked about it after the players where he always hits the right shot. Yeah. I, I was thinking about this heading into the week. Um, is this the kind of golf course where hitting the right shot rewards you? Because, you know, it could turn into a putting contest out here. When, when 60 is on the card, it's not about avoiding mistakes, right? It, it, this is about piling up birdies. And it, it just the amazing thing to me is it doesn't matter if it's a really difficult major championship like test or an absolute birdie fest. He finds himself near the top of the leaderboard, even when in the middle of this round. I mean, the, the putter went ice cold on him. Mm -hmm. You know, after the first six holes, it went ice cold and he still finds a way to put a number on the card. It's something to it, it's just remarkable. It is. And he he, he wins in different can. Um in different f sort of f scoring formats, but he also not formats, but scoring structures, uh, but he also wins on different types of courses, right? He, he's, yeah. he's won just all over the place. And I think that's one of the signs of a, of a truly great player is like, okay, maybe you can go win at a, you know, I think this has been one criticism of somebody like Rory is like, oh, well, you can win like one or two types of tournaments uh, over the course of your career. And I don't know if that's fair of Rory or not, but that's what people say about it. And right. I think Scheffler is that's not what he's done. He's won Bay Hill. He's won players. He's won Masters. Um, he's won Phoenix. Like those are just very different types of golf courses and, and styles of play. And he can adapt and that chameleon like uh adaptability is 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 pretty wild for the for the level that he's playing at uh, that's the kind of that's the kind of ability that gets you to number two in the world um so it, it's really it, it's really impressive stuff he finds himself at seven under par uh four shots off the lead he is still uh the the betting favorite, which is probably not a surprise considering it's sung you'll know at the top of the leaderboard and he's only four shots back. Um, also sitting at four shots back, a native, another native of Texas, we have uh, Ryan Palmer, who played some really, really nice golf today. Uh, and he made just one bogey at the 15th hole, but got off to a, a nice start. He was two under through his first five holes, made that bogey at 15 added a birdie at 18 and then come came in in 31 uh making three birdies in a row at five six and seven really good stuff from ryan palmer yeah it was uh has he won this tournament before i don't know off the top of my head i will tell you what ryan palmer has won i know he won the zurich 
Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Ryan Palmer career wins. We're talking about he's got four wins. The Zurich, uh, the Sony, uh, Jinser Mare Classic. That was in 2008. And the Funai Classic Walt Disney Resort on PGATour.com. So, no, it does not look like he's won the Byron Nelson. Uh, 2011, he lost a playoff at the Byron Nelson to Keegan Bradley. Okay, maybe maybe that's that's back when it was at TPC Four Seasons. Maybe that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. But, yeah, great day from him all the way around. Again, he's not a guy that kind of leaps off the page in terms of, well, he did all his damage on the green, so it feels a little bit more sustainable. Uh, the problem yeah. he has is the problem that all these guys have, which is the Scotty Shuffle shot 64, right? Yeah. So, you know, it, you're not, you're not clear of, of Scheffler or uh, this next guy that, that we're about to talk about, both of whom I think are, are real problems. Uh, well, w- there are a couple guys, there are a couple more guys I want to get into before we get into the betting favorites. Um, and one of them is Siwoo Kim put together a really good round today. And I think is really a factor. Now he shot six under today, um, but put together a really, a really good round of golf. I see Siwoo Kim with the, with the long putter in, and I think that's a really good sign for him. He is a wonderful ball striker, uh, but in an event like this, where you have to get hot on the greens, that's the big question for Siwoo. And today he putted really nicely and hit the ball fine too. Yeah, I, I mean, another we talked about Sung Yul No off the top. Uh, Sung Yul No doesn't have the talent that Siwoo has, but they're similar in that they have loads of talent and probably don't get talked about to the level of their abilities. And I mean, Siwoo is m- mega talented, and yeah. he, he's somebody that you know I've. I always joke about how like Rom feels like he's always running downhill. That's a little bit what Siwoo feels like when he gets it rolling. So yeah, uh, he's he's problematic. I think if he if he can if he keeps this up going into the weekend. Well, again, five shots back, uh, but two shots back in second place, and three shots back of tied for fourth, which includes Jason Day, who was playing in a group with Scotty Scheffler. And and uh, two-time defending champion KH Lee, who didn't have his best day, but Jason Day kind of quietly put himself right up near the top of the leaderboard. Kind of kind of a really impressive round after a really slow start. I mean, made seven pars in a row. Sung Yul knows out there with eleven under posted, he's able to stay patient uh, and add add four birdies in a row, eight through twelve. Uh, or eight through eleven, rather, and then uh, and then three out of his last four to get it with sixty four. Yeah, that shirt is not good, by the way. If it, you're watching on unique, YouTube, it's unique. It's a, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's one word for it. It's not I, camouflage. What? It, how would you describe it's, that? It's abstract art. Is Ab- how I would describe it. modern art, something like that. You know, the thing that's impressive, Greg, about Jason Day in terms of the way he played on Thursday is he did, he, he's not, he's never been, even when he was number one in the world, he was not a great iron player, right? He, he was, he was good, but his real strength was driving and putting like he was yeah. the best putter. He was the best putter in the world. And when you combine that with somebody that's a top, whatever, 10, 12, 15 driver, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to win some tournaments. Uh, and he was good enough with his iron play, but 
he's kind of an outlier in terms of stars on the PGA tour who have won a bunch because most of them are like really elite iron players and he's not, but he was on Thursday. And that was the thing that kind of stood out to me is how well he hit his irons and, and how many strokes he gained in that arena. Uh, I will throw this stat at you as we sort of enter the um, kind of running down the, the betting board uh, between him, between Jason day Scotty Scheffler and Adam Scott, those guys, Data Golf says, have a 54% chance of winning this tournament, and the rest of the field is 46%. Yeah. So that's pretty interesting. And I think emblematic of just how well, especially Day and Scheffler, have been playing over the last four, five, six months. And, you know, with Jason Day, he was fifth today in strokes gained approach. And, and that's not really an outlier this year. He's 27th on the PGA Tour approaching the green. And from 2017 until this year, he was never inside the top 100. So it was really, well, it, it was better when he was the number one player in the world. Although I agree with you, not elite. It was it was much better, more like this. Uh, and, and then in 17, he's leaning on the putter a little more. 18, he's doing it with short game and putter, and he kind of lost his game for a little bit there. But all of a sudden, this res- this is where the resurgence has come from. Uh, iron play. And over the last couple of weeks at the Masters and the Wells Fargo, we had some, uh, you know, kind of tougher rounds. But it looks like hey, I was worried that that might stay. He, he lost strokes approaching the green in both of those weeks, but uh, seems to have it back. I love the patience that he showed. And again, it, it's really easy to go out there and play a nice round like Hatton did today and shoot three under and, you know, not get much out of it. But he stayed tough and and put himself right in contention. Yeah, yeah, he definitely did. And I think, I mean, Jason Day's been a top five player in the world this year. And I feel a little bit about him like I feel about Fowler, Ricky Fowler, which is people are not paying attention because he hasn't won, right? That's all people care about, which is fair, whatever. But he winning is not the only thing when you have 156 guys in a field, you know, you could, you could finish second every week and find yourself at number one in the world, you know? Right. So I, I just day day, like legit could win the PGA championship next week. And I think people would be surprised by that, but they shouldn't be because of how well he's been playing. The game has, um, has been there. Now, Ricky Fowler's won five times on tour. So I, I would argue Ricky is is back right now. Um, he's just that doesn't necessarily have to include a win. Jason Day has won twelve times, uh, which which is a, a little bit more. When Jason Day is playing really well, he understands how to win, and I, I think we got to get a little closer to a victory for Jason to be officially back. But I love the direction that he's heading in. Uh, it's it's some really good stuff out of Jason Day. I hope it continues for the week. And if we take a look at the uh, the odds board for the week. Jason Day is uh, the second betting favorite right now. Scotty Scheffler is the favorite at plus 200. Uh, you got Jason Day at 750. Adam Scott at, at plus 750. Sung you'll know who's leading the tournament, has a three-shot lead, is the fourth betting favorite at plus 900. <laughs> <laughs> then we have Siwoo Kim J- uh, and Hideki Matsuyama at 20, plus 22. Uh, Ryan Palmer and Ryan Palmer's at plus 28. Sam Stevens at plus 35. Luke List and Terrell Hatton are at plus 40. 
so it, yeah, it's some it it's kind of interesting to me. I think that those data golf numbers you bring up have something to do with this. Yeah, I mean, this is almost exactly the order that that they have it, the the winning percentages in. I, you know, you look at this Scheffler at two to one is kind of funny. Uh, it's there's 54 holes left. There's a whole live tournament right. left at this at this event. He's four shots back. And he's four shots back. I, I think I go Jason Day here. I, I really do. You know, obviously Byron, a different course, but he's won the Nelson before. He's so due to win, given how well he's been playing. And I, I, I don't, I don't love picking top players in birdie fests like this, but he's hitting it really well, and it's a little bit of a it could turn into a little bit of a putting contest. And he's, he's I, to me, he's better suited for something like that than a Scotty Shuffler. Scotty Shuffler wins tournaments. Scotty Shuffler wins tournaments based on hitting really smart, great shots that, you know, leave him two putts on par fives to make birdie. And you're like, okay, this is just clinical. And day can kind of get, I mean, Scotty obviously has, success anywhere which we just talked about but day can get like really hot like mega hot and just shoot 64 64 64 and it doesn't seem that crazy because of how good of a putter he is so i i like i like day at seven plus 750 here i'd like day over scheffler uh right now as well Uh, and it's not so much the style, I just I worry about Scotty's putter running cold, and if that happens for even a, a seven hole stretch, you know you could you could fall out of contention on Saturday or on Sunday pretty quickly. Uh, I worry about that less with Jason Day. Uh, like I said too, I really like Siwoo Kim. I worry with Hideki Matsuyama about that putter getting cold. It was pretty cold today, although I love the way he's hitting it. So I have a little bit of a heavier lean on the putter. Uh, in a tournament like this as well. So I think, um, you know, Sung you'll know, I'll tell you, it's not a bad number plus 900 uh, with, with a three shot lead. I don't hate that. Um, so I would say that one stands out to me. Day stands out to me and Siwoo stands out to me. Um, yeah. Those That would be, that would be my list. Um, all right, KP, you got any final thoughts before we wrap up our round one recaps? Uh, did you see the Scheffler of Tiger video? Yes. I don't take divots when I flush it. So if people haven't seen it, there's a great Tiger Scheffler video that's making the rounds from a tailor-made video shoot or something like that. And Scheffler was asking him about, uh, he's like, well, you, don't, you don't take any divots there. He's like, what's the deal with that? And Tiger explained to him, he got it. He He did like his Tiger voice, like, it's really hard out, you know, that, that whole thing. <laughs> yes. He was like, I'm flushing it. And, uh, <laughs> he's like, well, when I flush it, I don't take a divot. And there's a hundred stories that, that people have told over the years of, of this being the case. The, the, the funny one part about this one is that Scheffler was just, I don't know if he hadn't heard about it or if he didn't remember it or if he didn't, whatever, he was flabbergasted. He, like, he looked stunned. I, I don't understand. I I mean, he didn't say those do, words, do but that's pra- what it is. Do, pra- do you practice that? Yeah. Is that normal? Is that... And Tiger's like, I mean, it is, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, 
I, I mean, Shuffler's just like uh, one of our one of our writers is at the Byron Nelson. He's like, I might ask. Yeah, here's the face that Shuffler's <laughs> making. <laughs> I mean, he's just look at that. He's like, I, I don't get this. I'm the number one player in the world, and I don't understand what you're talking about. It's so good. It's classic. I, I really enjoyed that too. Uh, Scotty can take some divots. He's not afraid of getting into the turf. He's, he's quest. It, it was like he was questioning everything he's ever done. Am I doing something wrong? <laughs> oh yeah. And he at the time, I don't know. This was probably at the end of last year, beginning of this year. I guess uh, he was number or maybe it was longer ago. I don't know. He was probably number one in the world. It, well, definitely. I would say most likely master's champion. That's pretty safe to say. Yeah. Right. The reigning master's champion is just befuddled by just uh, Tiger. Flummoxed. <laughs> just flummoxed. It's incredible. Uh, great, it's great incredible. video. People should go. Go check it out. It's fantastic. You can find that video on Kyle Porter's Twitter. He's on at Kyle Porter CBS on Twitter. I'm Greg Ducharme. I'm on Twitter at the Real GFD. Uh, this has been your round one recap of the AT&T Byron Nelson. Tomorrow we'll be back with you for round two, Saturday, round three. And of course, we'll be with you on Sunday uh, for round four as we head into PGA Championship Week. So a lot of storylines to continue to break down. But that's all we have for you tonight. Big thanks to uh, producer Josh for all of his hard work behind the glass. And we'll talk to you tomorrow. Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount+. Plus. Paramount+, Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation.